0: We go to work, and when we're up, we whine about our day. We sip our cares away, and you can do the same, cause you're in a safe place when you're whining with nurses. Oh!
1: Thanks for the heads up. Hello, <laughs> uh, hey everybody,
0: welcome to Whining, Whining with, with nurses. nurses.
1: I'm Sarah. I'm Desi, uh,
0: and today we've got a Pinot Blanc from Hanley that I brought. I, we uh, so I'll tell you a little story about the wine. Tell me just a little story. Just getting right into the wine. So uh, Ryan and I went camping last week. He planned this trip up on the Mendocino Coast somewhere, mm-hmm. which was so nice. It was beautiful up there. I was anyway, just up there.
1: Really? Where mm-hmm. at? Van Dam, that's where I was. Get out (gasps) of town!
0: Wow, do you remember which campsite you had? Thirty-nine. We were Mm. twenty-six. You were in the lower part. I don't know, maybe. Um, It was so beautiful Beautiful. there. Uh The fern, like the fern. You feel like you're in Jurassic Park. Yeah, it was awesome, and the weather
1: was so perfect last week. mm -hmm. It's like sunny for once.
0: so, on the way there, we drive through Anderson Valley, which is another wine region. So, we stopped and had, did some wine tasting, and that's where I got this uh, from this winery called Handley. And it's a Pinot Blanc, which I've never had before. This is in Philo, California, or Philo, P-H-I-L-O. And, oh, this place was founded in 1982. So was I. Uh, <laughs> Sarah, a lady never tells her age. Come on now. Oh, please. I'm going to be 37 <laughs> on Monday. Don't I look great?
1: Hey. Oh, my gosh. You I'm do. always
0: going to tell my age. Because also, you know, even when I don't look great, I'm still going to be proud of my age. Yeah. I made it. You survived. I made it this far. None of us thought it would happen. <laughs> do you want me to hold your mic? While I always you open said up? I was going to live hard, die young, and leave a good looking corpse. <laughs> I think I heard that on uh <laughs> Rock of Love or something. Yeah, it sounds like
1: a real <laughs> rock and roll attitude. That 27 so how's your week, club. Then? Um, my week has been hectic, but for all good things. Woohoo. Oh, man. There it is. <laughs> we have a twist off today, ladies and gentlemen, which are my favorites cuz easier to open. I always look like I'm like a raccoon trying to break into a dumpster when I pull a cork <laughs> out of a wine bottle. Um, but yeah, my week was good. I uh, worked. I am in the process of moving. I got the keys to my new house on Monday. Sweet. Super exciting. Congratulations! I really haven't gotten to... Today was the first day I got to go up there and go back in it. And I realized I sunk my savings and my future income into something that I looked at for 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> during the open house. <laughs> and so I had a moment of panic. Um, I like... Yeah, but it subsided and I'm, I'm good on it. I'm excited. Um, moving in partially tomorrow and then fully by the end of next week. Wow, that's awesome. Well, yeah. Good for you. Well, even if it's like a place that you don't love, which I think,
0: I don't know, it seems like a place you might love. It's a good av- investment at least, you Yeah, know?
1: Yeah, it really, it's actually turned out to be a better investment than we even thought because the way, um, I guess it's a two parcel lot. So <clears throat> we ended up buying the the on the vacant parcel the part of the property that doesn't have any structure on it for like a hundred dollars flat out and tied the mortgage up in with the parcel that had the house on it and so that's a, our parcel it's like a half acre amount of land that's hmm. cleared free and clear that's ours whoa yeah that's awesome so it has a lot of potential but um we haven't really been able even able to figure out what we're gonna do with it because it we didn't realize that till we were signing the papers. I think you should put a trampoline out uh, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to do a tree house and a trampoline. All my, ch- a zip line. It's yes. on a slope. Yeah, All yeah. my childhood <laughs> dreams and desires are going to come true here. One of those uh, doughboy pools. I had one of those as a kid. Did you? Yeah. It. Uh, funny story, actually. Quick one. Uh, my brother, when he was like three years old, well, let me back up a little bit. My dad's refuses to hire anybody to do anything so he spent like three (laughs) weekends in the hot August sun putting that thing together, filled it up with a hose, it was like a huge eight foot across pool five feet deep and uh, slaved away on it and then uh, my brother was outside all of my brothers were outside playing, the youngest one John was three years old, he was in the back of the pickup truck, it had a bunch of gravel in it that he was playing in Uh, like three-year-olds in the 90s were allowed to do. (laughs) And he climbed through the cab window of the truck and pulled the emergency brake and the truck rolled down our driveway and crashed into the pool. (gasps) And all the water cascaded down... the our our house is on a slope, cascaded down my dad's garden, wiped <laughs> everything out. <laughs> Slip and slide. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> the for the rest of its years of use it had this like duct taped <laughs> section with like a plexiglass duct tape to the side. That's right. Duct tape's fixes duct everything. tape fixes everything. It, it fixes a
0: lot. So <laughs> anyways, yeah. Uh well I have a Wine Wine of the month. month. Yeah. Uh, It was about um, just there's a certain team of doctors that works in our hospital and they are kind of like the most important people. But man, they kind of make your life miserable sometimes. Mm -hmm. They come in really early and they're like, we need this and this and that right now. And then they write new orders and they're like, we need this also right now. Everything has to be done right now. Anyway, I just got some, a dose of that this week. And Mm. it was like, okay, man, don't you know, I have other patients too. And
1: right at the beginning when you don't know your patients well enough to like, be like, okay, I trust them to be stable for an hour while I figure this out.
0: Right. Like I can't spend all my time with that one patient on that team because they have an agenda though. It's important, but also so is everybody else.
1: Man, night shift is the bomb.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking forward to getting back onto nights this winter.
1: Yeah. Oh, we can't wait to have you. I
0: know. I miss you guys. Every time I'm, you know, coming and going and report, I'm like, oh, hey. Oh, hey. Oh, Oh, hi. uh, Hi, I miss you. We just love
1: each other. (laughs) Um, Yeah, my wine of the month actually has to do with um, that. It's so strange. Like, they never explain their reasoning for their decisions Mm -hmm. Um, to me. I mean, I'm low low on the totem pole, yeah. But that team, you know, I had a patient that really had something going on. I didn't know if he aspirated or was just really... His lungs were so wet very suddenly. And so I asked um, if I could get an order for BiPAP to start and then maybe an extra order of Lasix um, because I didn't want to be fighting this all night, you know, until I could give this... 6 a.m. dose, mm-hmm. um, and he just said, "Nope." <laughs> I was like, uh,
0: okay, <laughs> like take this as an opportunity to teach, yeah, your nurses, yeah. Then Especially you get the nights because fewer we don't questions get in the future
1: a lot of interaction with the surgeons. You know, if we're having a good night and doing the patients are doing well, we have no interaction with the surgeons or PAS. So. That's
0: true. That's yeah. That's a good point.
1: And that particular those. That team, they're very particular about things.
0: Yeah, they are. So, They're really good. They're excellent. But it makes it difficult on the nurses. When we have a mixed bag of patients, you know, they're not all their patients.
1: Yeah. yeah. Totally. So, so what do you
0: think about the wine?
1: I'm liking it. White wine is super dangerous for me. <laughs> I think I said this last uh, episode. I can just drink it like nobody's business, you mm-hmm. know? Red wine, I have to sip. But white wine, I'm like... Ooh, take a big gulp here.
0: Mm-hmm. This is really drinkable. I smell a lot of green apple and pear. Like it just mm-hmm. smells so fresh.
1: Kind of like green apple, green apple
0: Jolly Ranchers. Yeah, it does kind of sm- have that candy green apple smell. Mm-hmm.
1: You're totally right. And I just used for a split moment my wine glass as my speaker or my <laughs> microphone. <laughs> That's okay. I used your wine glass as my plate for the cheese for a minute ago. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Yeah. So today we are going to be getting into the topic of um, patient assignments. Mm -hmm. So um, just short little uh, intro to that. It's the group of patients you're assigned. And um, at least at our hospital, that decision is made by the prior shifts charge nurse. Mm -hmm. And any shift you have after that, of course, we try to keep continuity of care for the most part. Um, so you get your assignment back uh, unless there's any, you know, extenuating circumstances. But what do you think? Do you like the way, uh, the hospital we work at does it? I do. I think it works for our
0: unit and hospital because, um, one, the way that nurses are scheduled, typically people work for several days in a row. So you have that opportunity to get your same patients back. That's not the same at every hospital. A lot of times, like people might work kind of sporadically, um, Like one shift on, one off, one on, one off, whatever. So you may not have the same patients when you come back. Um, And I think that because we typically have the same charge nurses too, they have a good uh, understanding of the patients, their acuity and their extra needs that don't necessarily aren't affected by the acuity. Um, So I I don't know. I think so.
1: Yeah. I like that it leaves room for common sense, Mm -hmm. you know, and... Um, for the most part, uh, both day and night shift nurses at our hospital really know the nurses and, you know, what their strengths and weaknesses are. And on one hand, I like that they cater to that at times. But I think that at other times, they um, cater to certain nurses' weaknesses at the detriment to other nurses. Like you're saying,
0: if uh, if there's a, a newer nurse who's less experienced they don't give them as challenging patients and then the more experienced nurses have to take on the brunt of the work for longer or?
1: Sometimes, I mean, that's definitely the case. They have to, those newer nurses have to gain experience and there's kind of this period of time where it's like, okay, when are we going to finally start giving these newer nurses the more acute patients? But more so, like, there are certain nurses at every hospital, on every unit that just are slower or don't have the same level of critical thinking and kind of skate Mm -hmm. by by using other people's critical thinking. Mm -hmm. And so I think sometimes, um, people or charges assign patients with that in mind, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't want to give them unstable patients or potentially unstable patients because they don't have as much confidence in them Mm -hmm. and which is best for the patient. Right.
0: You don't want to affect patient care in a negative way.
1: But that nurse will never learn. And it, Ends up putting a lot of extra pressure on other nurses totally. that end up getting, you know, maybe three, two or three really acute patients because they don't want to give this other nurse any. Totally. And I can see both sides of that
0: because, yeah, you don't want to affect patient care negatively. You want the, you know, the best nurse to take care of that patient. But on the other hand, Like you were saying, that nurse is never going to learn and it's unfair to the other nurses because everyone else is expected to do X, Y, and Z. So uh, thank you. And Desi just gave me a piece of cheese on a cracker. Um, So why shouldn't that nurse have to do X, Y, and Z? And like, I was thinking about uh, in my, you know, past places that I've worked and sometimes when nurses are a little bit older and they get a little bit more of a break, which I think is appropriate, but also it's kind of the same thing where it's like, well, then the brunt of the work falls to the other nurses who can do it and then but they're kind of getting out. But it would just be nice out. if
1: they could kind of get a break every once in a yeah, while Yeah, totally. You know, I think I always say like it's yin and yang, it all balances out. You have a terrible shift. One day you're going to have a smooth cruise and shift the next week, but- um, it's kind of hard when those patterns become patterns, you know, and you can see it and you get a little bit of resentment built up. Mm-hmm. But um, I was looking into what other hospitals do because I know um, our, the way our hospital assigns patient isn't the norm. Because when I did my clinicals at a Kaiser facility, mm-hmm. they assign each patient an acuity number. Mm-hmm. There's an algorithm that at the end of the shift or sometime during the shift, the nurse is um, supposed to plug in information that produces an acuity f- number for oh, that nurse. Oh, yeah, I've had to do that before. Yeah. It and sucks having to do it. Yeah. It's like another thing to chart. You know, that's I have that written down right here. It's a, <laughs> Just to further explain It's And basically, each patient is uh, assigned an acu- acuity number and then, it, the, I'm sorry, each patient? Yeah. Yeah, is assigned the acuity number. And then the nurse can't, be above a certain cumulative number. Okay. So like, say you have three patients with an acuity number of 16 and uh, or, or six and one with an acuity number of eight. Mm-hmm. And it all, you know, they kind of balance it out with more stable patients with a higher acuity patient. And, but, you know, that sounds good in theory, but like you said, then you end up, it's just another thing for the nurse or charge nurse to have to do.
0: Yeah, and it doesn't take into account things that acuity doesn't show. Like if someone just calls on the call light all the time, you know, yeah. that can make your day. Like if you have three patients that call on the call light all the time, oh, yeah. but that are relatively stable, you're going to have a really, really busy shift. You totally. Um, and yeah. when I was at the other facility that used that, they were using acuity more for just staffing. This was in a state where there weren't nurse patient ratios. So they were using it to determine how many nurses we needed to have on shift. For that shift.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, so no nurse patient ratios. Right? How did that even work?
0: Oh, you How- just got too many patients. Oh jeez! <laughs> no, they tried to be fair about it, but it was interesting because the way they did the assignments there was a little bit different. Um, I'm thinking about a place I worked in on the East Coast. Um, there were pods of patient rooms. So there were four rooms in each pod. It was just basically a little alcove with four rooms and then they would have a med or, you know, a supply cart in each pod. Yeah. So they would try to assign a nurse to this pod, but you might have this pod and half of the one next to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, didn't always work out because sometimes there's four really sick patients in this pod. So you kind of have to mix up, you know, who's taking yes, care of who. Yeah, with the pod. Yeah. Um, but basically that's how they determined how many nurses they needed for the next shift. And it was like this, uh, it was so frustrating because nurses didn't always do the acuity you know, charting because it was not high on the priority list when there's other things you are legally obligated to chart. And, um, we had six patients sometimes on day shift, you know, cause that was in, was on the East coast. Oh and, um, then we wouldn't get enough nurses. And then it was just like, cyclical. Like now you're going to do even worse on being able to chart the oh acuity on the next shift. So yeah.
1: anyway, it just want it ran into the next shift. Yeah. That's kind of a side
0: note about assignments, but
1: well, you brought up an interesting note. And, in, um, in talking to like non-medical folk, I realize when we say acuity, not a lot of people know, mm, mm-hmm. you know, what goes into that. Like you said, somebody that there's obviously the obvious unstable vitals, mm-hmm. um, But then other things go into it, too, that I think our our charges do a really good job of examining, which is like, for instance, the call light or, um, you know, needy family or they try to match up personalities. You know, we Mm -hmm. have some nurses that are just really good at dealing with difficult patients. Are you one of those? No, I, I kind of get the feeling you are because they called you in for that VIP patient like oh i I'm really fantastic at kissing ass <laughs> it's i mean I think it's because my I use chapstick so much, my lips are nice and moist <laughs> but um i'm good I'm actually really good at dealing with confused people, mm-hmm. but I hate it I, I get so really? i like i put it's the, I'm the most fake person while dealing with them, and then I hit my my limit. And I'm just so annoyed by them. <laughs> just, we'll walk out of the room and be like, gosh, I hate this. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's funny. I actually really like confused patients. I, I really like, this is a side, a t- kind of a tangent, but I really like confused older women because I'm just like, that could be me one day. <laughs> and I'm just go along with whatever they think is happening. Oh, yeah. I tend to just That's go along with thing it. thing to do. Yeah. Me too. And it's just like, what story are we telling right now? You know, what are we, what are we talking about? And you can really be
1: yourself with them sometimes Mm -hmm. when they're like super confused. You could just, you know, one day I had this guy who's helped cleaning up. He wasn't my patient, but I was helping clean him up. And he was talking about some friend of him, of his and how she, you know, was working for this guy for like six months and the guy never paid him. And I was like, Man, I feel for you there. You know, sometimes I feel like I don't get paid enough for this job. I mean, I'm wiping your butt right now. (laughs) And, you know, he's just nodding along, talking about some chick named Angela. It's nice. It's like you can finally kind of vent somebody else besides each other.
0: About what you're doing in that moment. Can you believe I'm doing this? Yeah, (laughs) I'm
1: wiping someone's ass right now, and it's yours. (laughs) So good. So, yeah, acuity has a very dynamic definition, I think. Um, and there's always those patients. I call them one-night stands. Oh, where... people that you
0: can't take care of for more than one yeah. night in a row? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: They are just... They crush your soul. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of those come through.
0: I'm trying to think of an example of someone who, like, uh, has just been, you know, each nurse at the end of their shift.
1: Is like, I can't do it. Yeah,
0: like, not another <gasps> we night. We
1: had that one patient who he, he was shockingly stable. He was like the most sedate, timid piece of lard patient we've ever had. But his <laughs> Tell wife- Tell us how you really feel. His wife was a monster. She was would call like 15 times in the first hour of night shift. And I remember one time uh, the CNA picked up the phone and this woman asked if the patient had had a bowel movement. And- the CNA was like, Yeah, actually, he just did. We got them all cleaned up and tucked in for bed. And from across the pot, I could hear the uh, woman like screaming in ecstasy. And Taylor put it on speaker, and she was like, Oh my God, he had a shit. Do you know what this means? Do you understand? Oh, I could cry right now. And this was like not out of the norm for any conversation you had with this person. <laughs>
0: Just a lot to deal yeah. with, yeah.
1: And so you know, one second she she was nice to you, and the next she was accusing you of really, really hardcore stuff. You mm-hmm. know, so I uh, I think that was the last one night stand. I <laughs> there was like a list of people on on the assignment board that had been fired as the, <laughs> their nurse. Oh my god, <laughs> it was like ten people deep.
0: There was a patient that. We had on a, a place I worked several years ago and she was she was very nice. Like it wasn't like she was someone that would have typically been a one night stand type of patient, but she was very uh, just involved that there was a lot to do. And it was kind of, um, she'd been there for months, months mm-hmm. and months. and so Like a resident. Almost. Yeah. And her, you know, things weren't looking good for her. And so it was just really depressing to take care of her. So a lot of nurses would, you know, give that, you know, uh, criteria. Like, I can only take care of her one day in a row because mm-hmm. it's just exhausting. Mm-hmm. There was, you know, dressing changes that you had to do that would take an hour. Everything had to be given through a peg tube. Um, she also had a continuous tube feed. And was why do people do... Facility? No, this was oh, like years we ago. we had one like that. Why... Why do we do continuous tube feedings? It just makes continuous poop. It doesn't make any sense. Like
1: it's not the nutri- it's not the natural nutrition way. Nutrition is not absorbed either. Yeah, it, really? I, I didn't don't know think that. So I mean, when think about it, if it's literally just
0: a in constant out. poop. It's so you, weird. You're
1: better doing TPN. I think. I agree. That's or personal opinion. That's bolus not feedings, like
0: a normal person eats. Like, yeah. A normal person doesn't have anyway. Sorry. It was just, she was very involved because there was constant poop to clean up, constant meds wounds, like five times a day. Every time they pooped, wounds, their yeah. wounds have mm-hmm. to be
1: redone.
0: It was a lot. And her family was uh, very intense. And she had a, um, it was her husband. So she, sorry, here's a funny story kind of. She was, um, had had some surgery and now she was uh, paralyzed from the waist down. And her husband was in the room all the time and he would ask other nurses to marry him and his 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 story what he wanted to do basically was like marry a nurse have them be a full-time caregiver for his wife in their house so weird but But every day kind of sweet kind of yeah (laughs) (laughs) I guess every day it was like just another weird thing to deal with you know anyway cuckoos (laughs) but going back to the acuity thing um I was just thinking about other things that go into that so like how many drips and lines patients have how many tubes and drains and all that Mm -hmm. other stuff and like
1: because like not only are you caring for that you're charting on that mm -hmm. and that you know when you have a like straightforward cath patient the charting you can do it with your eyes closed yeah so nice it's
0: true You know, um, one thing that also doesn't go into assignments and I feel like, oh, it's too bad we can't take this into account more, um, is discharges. So sometimes when we have our morning safety huddle and we all talk about general plan for our patients and safety concerns, and I'll hear one nurse say, oh, this patient's going home. Oh, and my next patient is going home and I'm probably going to discharge this one. And I'm like, you're about to get three admissions today. I'm sorry. And so that's one thing that acuity doesn't account for and like... Charge nurses really don't always know.
1: Yeah, that's it's especially yeah. Night charges don't know. Because yeah, and I'll, even I'll bring if they that did, up, though, to to the charges I work with, because that's a really good point.
0: It is, but you know, even if they did know, it's like, it's is it worth always, it yeah. to give some, someone a different patient just to split up who's getting the discharges? You know, mm-hmm. like I don't know. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's hard. Like, there's all these rules, but we're pl- we're we're making the assignments. In the grand scheme of patient care continuity, mm-hmm. so it's almost like, like you said, should they give up a patient they took care of yesterday because they have three discharges? Right. It's it's hard. Like, is it worth it? Um, what do you think about the three to one ratios we do for the most acute? Uh, do you like it, or do you think
0: I do? Yeah, me yeah. Too. I like having um, I like having the three more acute patients rather than four. For one reason only, and that's the charting. Yeah. I think it's so much more reasonable to chart on three patients than it is to chart on four. Totally,
1: especially cardiac
0: mm-hmm.
1: patients. Um, I, I, yeah, I like it too. And I had never really thought it to be an issue, but um, a, a nurse I work with who also works at a Kaiser was like, this is so ridiculous. They don't take acuity into, uh, into our assignments at all. And in fact, they put the highest acuity patients all in one group. And I was like, I mean, you're right, but it's a lower ratio, which kind of makes up for it. I think it balances it out. Right. Wait, so what was her point? She was saying it's so stupid that they would put the three most acute and potentially unstable patients in one nursing assignment. Okay. Which, Uh, she has a point, mm -hmm. but it's three rather than four.
0: Right, which is kind of the same premise of like... Well, if you're that critical, you might go to the ICU where they have an even lower ratio, mm-hmm. like two to one or one to one, you know? So I feel like it makes sense. Yeah, it
1: balances it out.
0: Yeah. But oh, on the other hand, things. I mean, you could have like three really, really sick patients. Sometimes if you have one really sick patient, you can't get to any of the rest of them. And then, yeah. then you send them to the ICU. Yeah. And then
1: you're <laughs> like, oh, I should go meet my other patients now. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, that has wheels. Oh, my gosh. Her little couch side table almost just tipped over i thought
0: <laughs> it's funny you're like oh i should meet my other patients now when i was um off work for a month this is just side note when i was off work for a month i was having all those stress dreams where i like hadn't met any of my patients for until noon i hate
1: those i think i
0: already said this story but there it is again <laughs> yeah
1: i have those all the time or i'll be like i'm very um time conscious I'm I like to be efficient like somebody made the joke the other day like well I know it's I'm not allowed to talk to Desi until three hours into the shift so (laughs) I was like hey and then I'm like actually you have a point because I just like get on the floor and jam and (laughs) like for real I can't people will come up and be like hey how's it going I'm like not now yeah I don't engage at all (laughs) but
0: um but well, it's a good habit point. to get into at night shift because then people go to sleep. You got to get it all done I in the first get them three hours, in, man.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot my point. Uh, stress dreams. Oh, timing. So I'll have stress dreams that it's like nearing ten o'clock and I haven't passed any meds. You know, it's still <laughs> in the window. It's fine, but it stresses me out.
0: That is stressful. Yeah. Um, have you ever had to make an assignment? Like, have you ever been charged or had to make an assignment?
1: Uh, I've helped with it when like the charge. Was so busy they couldn't. So, me and like two other nurses, we felt like, you know, we were making schematics for some sort of rocket. <laughs> it was like, you know, and you make it all and inevitably it's like, wait a minute, so and so was here yesterday? Shoot, I gotta start all over. <laughs> yeah. It's hard.
0: I used to do it at, I was um, charge occasionally in one of the hospitals I used to work at, and they didn't have the same person as charge nurse every day. It was like, whoever would do it. Sometimes people were like, I don't want to do charge nurse. And uh, so then they would just make someone else be charged. <laughs> How convenient. <laughs> but it's hard. And nobody's ever happy with Mm-mm. the assignment. Totally. You can never please everyone. Wow. That was the most frustrating thing. And you feel bad because you want the next nurses to be happy and to go in their shifts, feeling you know, confident about what they're doing. and uh, But that, they
1: ain't. <laughs> that's something I really value about our our charges is they you know they'll come back and say how was your day you know if they kind of feel iffy about an assignment Mm -hmm. they'll be like did you have an okay day how was your day
0: oh my god yes there's one charge nurse on night shift and uh he will check in with me and be like i just wanted to make sure that was okay because this patient was really you know a handful or whatever and i'm like oh yeah i can handle it that's so considerate yeah nobody else has ever asked me that anywhere else i've worked how was your day they're like, oh, thank God we all survived. Here we go again. <laughs>
1: <sighs> Keep them alive till 7:05. That's my jam. I almost had that as like like my Instagram handle, and then I'm like, that seems quite insensitive <laughs> for the general public. Maybe not.
0: And just add on there, but not till 7:07 because then you get overtime, and we're not allowed to do that. Yes, they're cracking down on that
1: edge of shift. <laughs>
0: But yeah, it's funny because people are very um, unhappy about their assignments. And I was reading um, something that like 41% of nurses have said that they have left their jobs um, because of nursing assignments, because they feel How? like they, you know, chronically get unfair assignments.
1: Yeah, they're, that like breeds job dissatisfaction. It
0: totally does. Um, so yeah, I feel really fortunate where we work, but yeah. it just, it sucks in other places where they, you know... Yeah, people actually leave for that reason.
1: Totally, I like. Like I said, I mean, it, it kind of sums it up for me that it leaves room for common sense. We're not like dealing with an algorithm which ends up putting you with like, like you said, like two jerks and three people that are on their call <laughs> button every twenty seconds. <laughs> they they take into account all that. Yeah, and it's really nice that they will um, protect the nurses. And if it's a patient that is just a heavy patient care load they will reduce the ratio to a 3 to 1 even if it's mm-hmm. not like in our protocol they'll be like this patient is super high acuity high patient need let's drop the acuity. And that's that's up to their, that's their judgment call, you know? They don't mm-hmm. have to go through a bunch of hoops to get that approved by management.
0: I love that. I love that. Some places I've worked, you have to get everything approved by management. You know, anything that affects dollars and cents has to go through the manager. And I feel like we have so much more autonomy where we work. Mm-hmm. They trust the charge nurses and the charge nurses don't take advantage of it. They're responsible, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and in the same vein... Like, I once had a patient that was really um, probably not so sick that she needed the ICU, but required so much care that no one could feasibly take care of her and any other patients. She wasn't that critical. But she was just... She was so much work. So she had a... um, an ostomy and it was leaking constantly. So that is the
1: bane of my life. Here's career. a funny
0: story. I got there. Um, it's not that funny. <laughs> so her ostomy had been leaking and kind of spilling into the, you know, onto her skin on the outside and getting, it made like a wound on the outside. Like the incision was opening. So the surgeon came in and we couldn't put an ostomy bag back around it because there was open, you know, tissue, fresh tissue there. And so he inserted... A Foley catheter into the stoma and inflated it with just a little bit of saline so that it wouldn't, you know, make a balloon so big that it caused a pressure ulcer inside. And I looked at it and I just thought that's going to last about five minutes because your intestines are not not one size. They open and close, you know, the peristalsis, they move, they expand and contract.
1: So <laughs> I bet he thought he was so smart too. Probably. He was like, I am a front runner in, I don't know what I'm going to say. Like a, what's that?
0: What, like a, um. Like the new frontier. Breaking new ground. Like, yeah. yes. Uh, I know you're thinking of a specific word and I can't think of oh, it either.
1: Shit. we'll come back to that. <laughs> Stay tuned folks. Um,
0: I'm like groundbreaking. I already said that. Um, so anyway, he does that you know, probably 10 minutes after he leaves, it starts leaking. So I call him. He says, okay, you can inflate the balloon this many cc's more. And if it still leaks, you can add this many more cc's. And I was like, I don't know if that's going to work. It's leaking profusely. And he said, just try that and see if it works. So I did. It didn't work. And one of our CNAs was like, Sarah, Sarah, you got to come in here and do something. You got to do, it's leaking. Aww. Look, it's all over. It's all over. I was like, I know. I haven't even seen so my other helpless. patient yet. God. <laughs> it
1: was I just hate like, that feeling.
0: constant. So anyway, she wasn't that sick. She was very stable. It was just like, I could not keep up with the drainage and there was oh, nothing man. else to do. So we ended up, tra- I told the charge nurse and he was really supportive and transferred her to the ICU just because like there was no way
1: wow. that I could
0: really take care of other patients and
1: her. Wow, that's awesome that it is did that for you.
0: That wouldn't have happened in other places.
1: So this weekend I was camping with one of my brothers and somebody with a bunch of other people and somebody that's in nursing school was there and they somehow ostomy got brought up and my brother didn't know what that was. So he made a really like insensitive joke about an ostomy. <laughs> <laughs> Like, having no clue what it was. And then, like, we're all like, ooh, bad form, buddy, bad form. You know, giving him a hard time, and we explained to him what it was. And he's like, man, I can't believe people deal with that. It's like my whole world has just opened up into a little bag. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah. oh,
0: I got to meet your brother sometime. He sounds really funny. He's a
1: good one. <laughs> um, last thing I think that contributes, uh, it's kind of like a subtle contribution, is when you have multiple patients that are contact precaution. Oh, for sure. That is, Sorry. And I also have
0: another thing okay. to add to it when we're done talking about this. That is such a time suck.
1: Oh my, and it's so hot. It is. <laughs> These summer months in those yellow gowns, Lord.
0: You want to give a nurse a frustrating
1: day? damn hot. <laughs> it's hot.
0: <laughs> we're sweating right now. It's like,
1: yeah. it was
0: 108 today in Ryan's truck thermometer. I don't know if that's 100% accurate, but had to be damn near 100.
1: Oh, gosh. <sighs>
0: Yeah, that takes forever to, like, gown up and sometimes other stuff, you know, gowns, gloves. And then sometimes you put that on just to go in there for them to be like, oh, can you bring me something? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, where you just have to take it off, go get the thing, come back, put all the stuff I back on again. I love that,
1: like, when I see a nurse stranded and they're, like, at that open door and they're like, um, Hello? anybody, (laughs) can I get some wipes? (laughs) It's just like, I want to be like, ha ha. And then I'm probably in that position the next (laughs) week.
0: (laughs) I always do that. You know, there was a place I worked once where we had these, um, they were phones, but they were also kind of like walkie talkies and you hung them on your, Cool. you would think, but they weren't because they were mm, crappy technology. But, um, so you would have it on your you would hook it on your uh, scrubs, and then you had to put the um, gown on you know the isolation gown over it. So then you could just push push the button through the gown and then you could ask somebody to bring you stuff, but nobody would answer 104. <laughs> <laughs> <Ten> <laughs> <laughs> or sometimes it would just go off and you weren't pushing it, and that's the bad technology part. Anyway, theoretically, they're supposed to be really helpful. But they weren't. Oh, shoot. Um, another thing that takes up a lot of time, and it doesn't necessarily mean a patient is more ill or not, is checking blood sugars. Mm-hmm. It takes so much time mm-hmm. because not the checking the blood sugar. That's actually pretty quick. You get it's in, the and get co-signing. Out. Yes, you have to pull up the insulin. You have to find someone else to look at. First of all is there insulin in the fridge or is somebody else using it already? And then do you have to go find it? You have to call the pharmacy for another vial. Like that's a pain. Then you have to (laughs) draw it up and then have someone co-sign and maybe they have a, you know, a, a, pre-meal dose that's set, like, five units before breakfast, no matter what, plus a sliding scale, you know, so they might have five plus two because of whatever their actual blood sugar is, and so you give them seven, but you can't just chart seven. You have to do it in two different places.
1: Oh. So have
0: someone stand there shoot, and sign yeah. two different things, you know. That sucks. It just takes up a lot of time. That makes my day
1: Damn really diabetes.
0: <laughs> you got diabetes. <laughs> Sorry, cat. You got diabetes. <laughs> Oh, I miss her. I know. Um, I was thinking about places where I've had really crappy assignments and why they were crappy. And there's one place that I'm thinking of that it was um, a travel assignment and they had just built this new wing of the hospital and it was huge. It was this huge, beautiful wing, but to get from one end of the unit to the other, I feel like it was a 10th of a mile. Like it might've actually been, cause I could run from one end to the other and it took me a full 30 seconds to get there, like running.
1: Wow. Yeah. I feel like ours is kind of big sometimes.
0: So maybe that's like, uh, five hundredths of a mile or something. Anyway, it's long. So, and the dumbest thing is they would give you a patient on one end and the other end. Mm. I'm like, really? Really? You want me to go yeah. all the way down here and take care of this patient? And this is in a state where there's not the same nurse patient ratios because it's on the East Coast. and it was just East just had- Yeah. Although Delaware, I think they have ratios. But, um... I would like have, so it was a tele unit and we had these pagers that would go off whenever someone's telemetry was alarming. We didn't have a teletech. So you had to respond. Oh
1: my gosh. So I'd be in
0: a patient's <laughs> room doing something. My pager would go off. It would say, you know, something critical like VTech. I would run, haul ass to the other end of the hallway. Nothing's They're happening. They're brushing their
1: teeth or something. Yeah. <laughs> so And that's a good question. Do you go to the patient's room first or go to the monitor
0: I go to the patient's room. Yeah. I think we had bedside monitors in all the patient's rooms, so it was just as fast to do, you know, either. Um, But yeah. Wow. Who assigns people like that? Like, just put people in the same general area so you don't have to run back and forth. Patient
1: safety, man. All comes back to patient safety.
0: It really is. I actually ended up leaving that assignment early because I felt like patient safety was not prioritized. And it was, some things happened that, like, weren't cool.
1: Dangerous, man. You never know.
0: They weren't just not cool. They were bad. (laughs) They were bad.
1: All right, guys, tell us what your thoughts are on uh, assignments and the pros and cons of the different techniques to create those. You can um, write in, uh, email us at wwnursing.com. WW G- nurses nurses. Gosh, I gotta. <laughs>
0: I'm
1: really bad at this. At one day gmail. we're gonna do com. intro
0: outros that are yes, just defined. They're gonna be professionally <laughs>
1: done. It'll be great. Um, or look look us up on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. Have a good one. Cheers. Cheers.